This is Kirsty Krause. Gotta do. I'm had enough living other people's lives. Feel it small, like I never even tried. I hear this calling, pulling me to where I need to be. Oh, oh. My only choice is to trust and believe in this crazy buzz coming on. Welcome back to Chit and Chat, the encouraging one of a podcast. As always, brand new guests each and every Wednesday. My guest today played for the University of Arkansas Razorbacks football team from 1996 to 1999. He is on the all-decade team of the 90s. He racked up some incredible stats as he led the team in tackles in 98-99 season. All SEC, most tackles by University of Arkansas defensive back. He has appeared in two bowl games, one of which was his most memorable when the Razorbacks crushed the Texas Longhorns in the Cotton Bowl. His he led a defense that racked eight quarterback sacks, held Texas Longhorns to negative twenty-seven rushing yards. He was later drafted in the NFL by the Denver Broncos. He played five years there and three more for the Detroit Lions. His NFL career, 543 tackles, 10 interceptions, 6 sacks, 1 TD, 7 forced fumbles, and it was time to retire, to walk away. I'm excited to talk with him about who's encouraged him, who inspired him during his career, and what's he up to today. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Kenoy Kennedy, former Arkansas Razorback, Denver Bronco, and Detroit Lion, and now full-time dad. 
This is Chin Chat, the Encouraging One Oil Podcast. What it's always about encouraging others. Yeah, I'm doing good. Doing good. Question for you already. I recorded it for you and got you all all talked about. Uh, I'm talking with Kanoi Kennedy. Uh, I'm born and raised in Arkansas, so a big Razorback fan. I love watching you play. I'm Jack talking with you today. And in my house downstairs, short story for you. I got an autographed football from you. you oh, wow. We, I, we never met. But my brother lives in Denver. I met him. He got an autographed football. And it's sitting by my autographed Sydney Monica ball. So the two oh, things man. I have autographed, two hogs, famer, and yourself. Man, I'm I'm hey, I'm honored, man, to be sitting next to Sydney there, man, and and, and also, man, uh, for your brother to do that for you, man, that's that's awesome. <laughs> he's met Sky Thurman, he's met a lot of the Broncos, but he he still lives there, so he goes most of the Bronco games. So shout out uh, to my brother Shane, Shane, Hunt. yeah, appreciate it, <laughs> no doubt. Uh, before we dive into some fun conversations and kind of your career, I have some icebreaker questions at my guest. And because it's by uh, this portion of the podcast, brought to you by they're a local taco shop in the area. Do you like some tacos? Oh, I love tacos. Is there a hot spot? You, you're, a, so you're in Texas now, right? I am in Texas. Yeah, just just east of Dallas. I'm about uh, about thirty miles east of Dallas. Yeah, I'm sure you. Many times. Uh, yes, yeah, we have. <laughs> Matter of fact, yeah. Oh yeah, I had a great time <laughs> talking with uh, Greg on my podcast a little while ago. Good guy. Yeah. Oh man, great guy. <laughs> All right. First question yeah. is: um, If you only had three apps on your phone, what three apps would you leave on your phone? Three apps. Uh, well, I'm gonna do Facebook, of course. You know, that's how I keep up with uh, my family and friends, and you know, of course, uh, former teammates and all that kind of stuff. So it'd be Facebook. Uh, I'm not a big Instagrammer, but you know, uh, I think I'm. Once I leave Facebook, I usually go to Instagram after that. And then, uh, oh, man, my my Bible app. So I use it, you know, kind of to, to get my study on and all of that. So those are my top three uh, right there. Things you just go, I love those those moments in my, in my career. Uh, so one would probably be the 99 uh, Tennessee game. Uh, after you know they they beat us that that ninety eight year, mm-hmm. uh, so beating them in ninety nine, uh, and then probably let's see two would probably be uh, getting drafted, you know getting drafted uh, to the Broncos. Uh, well, I'm gonna just say five. I don't know. I'm not gonna put them in a particular order. So, uh, so that, that's 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 number two. Uh, probably number three. Uh, oh man, I don't think I've ever been asked this question before. <laughs> uh, actually, you know, one would be would be uh, signing to University of Arkansas. Okay, uh, no, that was a big day for me, uh, especially to come out of you know small small Terrell, Texas, and uh, signing a D one um, scholarship. Man, that was that was huge. And you know, and I tell everybody, they're just like, "Why you every every shirt you got on is a Razorback shirt?" I was like, "Man, because I." I left blood, sweat, and tears there, man. It was some of the best days of my life. Uh, man, I met a lot of great people, and, you know, we still hang out, you know, my teammates and all that kind of stuff, hang out, and, you know, we still got a little, little check, uh, uh, Facebook chat going and all that, man. So uh, we try to keep up that way. Uh, and then, let's see, uh, four would probably uh, probably sign into the Detroit Lions, you know, even though we didn't win that many games, but I, you know, uh, just financially, you know, I kind of set myself up right. for a lot of things, uh, for, for my future and all that kind of stuff. And then number five is retiring. <laughs> <laughs> the day I said, I don't want to do this no more. And that was it. Yeah. You know, so, you know, kind of rode that mountain up and then it was like, yep, this is good enough. It just dropped me off. So. <laughs> Get off the bus. Yeah. Oh Yeah. <laughs> All right, number three. What was your worst job you ever had? Uh, believe it or not, man, I uh, 
I tell everybody, it was like, well, what is, what's the job? You? I said, I worked uh, at a curtain factory when I was in high school, just kind of like make a little money before I went to, uh, uh, to, to college. So that was my first job. Uh, and then, you know, I was, I was on scholarship for four years at the University of Arkansas, didn't play pro, and then I retired. So, uh, oh, and then I worked for Don Tyson, uh, actually Mr. Tyson. I worked at his house in, in college. So I'm not going to say that was the worst. So I would have to say the curtain job uh, <laughs> that I only worked for like two months <laughs> in the summer. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. Hollywood's coming calling. They're all going to offer you one of three roles. You got to pick one of these three roles. All right. You're okay. going to be Kanoa Kennedy as A, James Bond. Okay. Jason Bourne. Or C, Black Panther. Oh, man. Ooh. You see us having uh, a tuxedo, be some James Bond action? Or man, you... no. I'm going to go with Jason Bourne. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, I love Black Panther. I love James Bond and all that. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, man, these, this Jason Bourne, man, he's untouchable. <laughs> uh, and see, and then, uh, you know, Black Panther got killed. He, he died and all that. So, you know. I, I wouldn't make any more sequels, you know, so you know, they, it'll be starring somebody else, the second right. sequel. So, right. you know, I'm, 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 hey, Jason Bourne, he's he's tough. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to, so I had to keep those Hollywood chicks rolling in. Kenoy Kennedy as Jason Bourne. <laughs> that's, that's pretty. Yeah. All right. Like Finally, this it. is going to be either or. All right. So yeah, I'll okay. give you two, uh, two, uh, two of them. You pick that you most like going out or staying in. Uh, going out, doing the dishes, cooking, no doubt. It's not even close. Sporting event or a concert? Ooh, concert. Okay. Bad music or bad movies? <laughs> <laughs> bad music. Uh, working for money or working for a cause? Working for a cause. Live in the same place or travel the world? Travel the world, no doubt. Last one can be difficult. Fried chicken or barbecue chicken? No, oh, fried chicken. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I I like the crust. Give me the crunch. <laughs> mm, give me give me hungry already. Yes, sir. <laughs> Out there who might not know who you are. I I, I watch I watch sports uh, Arkansas a little bit for Denver. You play my Seahawks a little bit. Give us a brief bio on who Kenoy Kennedy is. Uh, Kenoy Kennedy, uh, born and raised in Terrell, Texas. I, uh, you know, have, uh, well, then I was, I was drafted, uh, well, went to the university of Arkansas for four years on a uh, full ride, uh, drafted in the second round, uh, the 48th pick overall to the, uh, Denver Broncos, um, uh, played with, with Denver for five years and then, uh, left Denver and then went uh signed with Detroit so then played with Detroit for three years mm-hmm. uh and then retired after that so yeah I, I never went to Seattle I think that was uh Ken but yeah uh, <laughs> I saw yeah, you play uh, you play the Seahawks at all I, I no I, not at all really yeah but yeah yeah uh I know now Ken Hamlin did okay okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh-huh but yeah never went to Seattle so but I uh I ended up retiring uh I was released uh from Detroit uh, after my third year, I signed a five-year deal, but uh, you know it was time to make the bulk of my contract money. So you know back then they was they just release release you, so they didn't have to pay you. And it's, I mean it's still the same these days. So uh, and I told myself if I ever get caught up in a situation where I'm released, but not because of play, but because of money, uh, at that point it becomes a business to me. You know, even though I know it was a business the whole time, but now it becomes a business business instead of I'm playing for money, not the love of the game, because I was released for money. So. I said, if that ever happened to me, I'm walking away. And that happened, you know, and well, I was still healthy and everything. And I said, uh, I'm done. My wife's like, what? <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, I'm done. I was like, you know, because the love is, is for me would not be there. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the Jets were calling, you know, other teams were calling. And my agent was like, hey, man, you know, uh, the Jets want to sign you if you can pass the physical. And I was like, no, I'm done. He's like, uh, I'm sending my papers in to the NFLPA uh, tomorrow. And so that, you know, it, it went over well, you know, they, they can only accept it. But, uh, you know, I, for me mentally, I was just like, yeah, I'm done, man. You know, for somebody to tell you, Hey, you know, 
uh, if we had 21 other guys like you, we wouldn't lose a game. But, you know, if we can get you back for, for cheaper, you know, we'd love to sign you back. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, no, thank you. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like Barry uh, Sanders. Yeah, exactly, man. You know, I, yeah. and I was like, oh, man, I, maybe Detroit was the career killer. You know, Barry quit. You know, I quit. I know I wasn't as good as Barry, but then, you know, Megatron and all these guys, man, you know, just walked away from the game after leaving Detroit. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> well, I, I, I got to thank the Detroit Lions this year for helping beat the Packers to so the Sweet Hawk Suite. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. Go, go yeah, Lions I'm, I'm just for, for this guys. podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I'm rooting for those guys, man. Yeah. Take the time a little bit to your high school days. What sports did you play? Uh, so I played uh, football. Uh, did football all four years, of course, uh, basketball and track. Uh, and believe it or not, I uh, in football, I was a better receiver uh, than I was a DB. And hmm. so uh, University of Arkansas is the only school that recruited me as a DB. Oh, wow. Uh, I was aggressive. Yeah, I was, a, you know, at receiver and NDB, I was aggressive. So, you know, as far as I, uh, I was a blue chip uh, receiver. Uh, and so, you know, I got recruited by Texas and uh, Kansas and AM and all these schools. Um, but, you know, it really, to me, it didn't matter which position I, I played or uh, they was going to have me play. I just wanted to play. I didn't want a red shirt or none of that. So I just wanted right. to get on the field. And then uh, I was like, hey, you come here, we, we get you on the field. I was like, well, say no more. <laughs> and then you know uh the rest is history man i end up uh starting the end of my freshman year and true freshman year and like I say the rest is history nice did your parents kind of encourage you to play sports and they you know had help you along the way for encouragement yeah they did my uh my uh both of my parents were you know big in sports uh my uh my dad and also my stepdad, both of them in the high school uh, hall of fame. Oh, wow. uh, and then my, uh, my mom could be easily, you know, everybody was like, well, your mom should be in there. And, you know, um, you know, so she was great at basketball. So, you know, we were big sports fam- family. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, all my siblings, all four of us, uh, we all got uh, uh, sports scholarships. Oh, wow. Uh, play in school. Uh, my, my youngest brother, uh, was the defensive player of the year in the whole state of Texas. You know, believe it or not, you know, you know how big right. Texas is, but he was the defensive player of the year in the whole state. Um, and then uh, he had, they had bobbleheads of him in college. So, I mean, I mean, we, you know, we, we competed and, you know, we kind of grew up in the country, so we didn't have nothing to do but, you know, uh, raise animals and play sports, okay. <laughs> that type of deal. So <laughs> this was before the internet and cell phones. So, you know, we kind of, <laughs> before we, cell phones we, what <laughs> yeah well you know they, they they had them but we didn't have any so. right right <laughs> like my kids say this no, that was back in the 1900s was like, <laughs> that wasn't that long ago bro <laughs> who hit harder you or your brother uh i i hit harder but i mean he's uh so he's a uh, i was a safety and uh he was a nose guard so you know okay. he was yeah totally different positions but uh <laughs> a little bit you know, or, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> was there a coach who really encouraged you to be your best and to, you know, just go, you know, leave it all on the field? Yeah, uh, man, my, my high school coach, uh, and we still, we're still close uh, to this day. Uh, and, you know, he, he would always tell me, hit him in the mouth. This was for, you know, football kind of got soft a little bit, you know, and that's kind of where I got my aggressive nature from you know hit him in the mouth <laughs> and uh but so you know uh i was like yeah coach you know uh can't do that no more i'm getting i'm getting fined too much money so <laughs> yeah we got to switch our, our style up a little bit yeah so uh but yeah fine <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> but yeah coach ryan man uh and i mean he's um one heck of a coach. I mean, he's, he's, he's coached more D one players and college, uh, football, uh, guys, um, that come out of the small town of Terrell, Texas, than I can think of anybody this side of, well, this side of the Mississippi, you know, coming from one small school. So right. That's uh, he's a, he's a heck of a motivator, uh, um, helped coach. I mean, helped uh teacher and all of that, man. So, uh, he's one of those guys that can, um, get anybody to do anything because you know he not only talks it he lives it so mm-hmm. uh, when yeah. you decided to go to our university 
Arkansas. What was it about that Drew Ewing? Was it the the, the coaches? Yeah, the, the what what type of defense do they play there? Uh, we was just a uh, four. We was a four three. Uh, when I first got there, you know, uh, and it was more of the coaches. You know, Coach Jim Washburn. Uh, I don't know if you remember him or not, but yeah, Coach Washburn uh, was the biggest factor for me coming there. Uh, and one of the things that, that, that kind of drew me to him, you know, where I was taking a computer class in high school and we was learning about, uh, like mass, how they, the, the way they mass produce letters and all of this, where you can just have this database and, you know, you have all these addresses and you can print one letter and it just changes all of the, the names and addresses on there. So I was learning about that. And then, you know, I would get a kind of generic letter from a college. And I was like, we just learned about this. They didn't, they didn't type this to me. This is going to all these other people, you know, uh, that they're interested in. But Coach Washburn, he would handwrite letters every time. And I was like, man, it, it's, it's something about that, uh, just him handwriting a letter and the time that it took and, you know, the personalization of it, you know, was he wrote that to me. And I was like, well, you know what? It's something about it. And so I gave him more time than I would give anybody else. Uh, because he, I feel like he gave me more time, you know. So, and uh, I mean, the, like, say the rest is history. Mm. And when you got who was the head when you were playing? Uh, so it was uh, Danny Ford, uh, my first two years, okay, and, and it was uh, Houston Nut, my last oh. two. And so, when you got on campus, I bet you kept seeing this big cornerback. Uh, free safety, uh, Mr. Atwater, all over the place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like to try to know, he was, yeah, he was gone. And you know what? I it for some reason I, because uh, you know I I went to the facility. I never went around the uh, like where they keep the trophies and you know all of the names because you know this was throughout the stadium. So we would just go to practice, go through the locker room. We had our little private back door. We go through. And all of that, and I, I never knew Atwater uh, went to school there until probably like my junior year. And they was like, "Hey, man, you're close to breaking Atwater's record." I was like, "What? He went to school here?" It's like, <laughs> <laughs> and I was, man, I was the biggest Atwater fan ever. But some, I never knew that he went to University of Arkansas until they was like, "Hey, man, you, you only a few tackles." And you know, I ended up breaking his tackle record and all of that. And he's like, "Yeah, you, you, you're, you're probably gonna break his record if you stay on pace." It's like, man, I never knew that, but I never told anybody that. So, yeah. You guys, you and Steve Atwater, man, you would knock someone's head on for him, hit it again. Did you have a during college? Uh, I did not. Uh, I didn't have one in college. They used to just call me KK, you know, for Kanoi Kennedy. But I, uh, uh, in high school, my coaches, Coach Ryan and Coach Dan, they used to call me Bun Bun. Uh, you know, like the the cho- the chocolates. So he's yeah. like, "Yeah, you smooth, smooth like chocolate." So they just called me Bun Bun, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna take that name with me when I go to college." So we... <laughs> Bun Bun, that's awesome. Bun Bun, yeah. <laughs> you played a couple of bowl games, the Citrus and the Cotton Bowl. What's it like playing? Oh, it's it's amazing, man. It's it's another opportunity to uh, extend your season. Uh, and it's an opportunity to play against, you know, teams that you wouldn't usually play against. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I always tell, you know, especially, you know, for, for us to say, you know, we got a chance to play against Tom Brady, you know, and I played against him multiple times uh, in the in the league playing in the NFL. But, you know, for guys that don't get, get to continue uh, playing on and to say, you know, even like that Citrus Bowl game that we played in 98, um, or I should have say like the beginning of 99, I believe it was, because it was a New Year's game, I believe. So uh, some of the guys still talking about that to this day, you know, because Tom Brady is still playing. And, you know, he's like, hey, man, you know, uh, Harry Harris is one of the corners that uh, that played with us that year. And uh, he was like, hey, I tell him, I'm going to tell my, when I'm 90 years old, I'm going to tell my grandkids, Tom Brady tried me and he was 0 for 1, you know, against him. So, you know, uh, just stuff like that, man. Uh, where guys can still talk about the good old days and talk about it. So, I mean, it, it means, you know, it may not mean much uh, to some people, but for the guys that actually play in the games, you know, it gives them something to talk about and, you know, kind of live the the good old days for for a lot of years. After your college ball, you, you, you went to the NFL. Were you, did 
Do you ever feel ready to go NFL uh, physically and mentally? Uh, yeah. I mean, because I was, you know, I was aggressive. Uh, mentally, you know, I wasn't a, you know, I wasn't. I was always humble. I was always, you know, where I was supposed to be and what I was supposed to be. So uh, mentally, I was there. Now, for some of the intangibles, um, you know, uh, for as the amount of money that you have and you know all of this kind of stuff, where you not hadn't really taken money management classes and all this kind of stuff, and you know, being young and all of that. You know, you kind of learn on the fly and you learn real fast on that part. But, you know, I was I was blessed to to uh, marry my high school sweetheart. And you know, so uh, and if it if it wasn't on sale, she didn't want it. So, you know, I was blessed on that on that. end. you know, so she was like uh, she was the one telling me, hey, you don't need that. Why are you why are you going to buy that? You know, so, <laughs> yeah, I was blessed, man, on that end. But uh, yeah, but I mean, you know, physically I was ready. Uh, I went in and, you know work my butt off and then uh end up right. starting my starting my second year and, and until I retired. Uh played a lot my rookie year and ended up starting uh wholeheartedly that second year in the league and and for, for eight years I I never really came out the field unless I was, you know, uh injured or something. So on draft day, did you try out for teams prior to draft day, like go tryouts and not was that around Yeah. Yeah, so I did the combine and all of that, um, and then you know uh, certain teams that was that were interested in you would fly you out to kind of for like maybe a, like a one on one type deal to kind of get to know you and you know evaluate you a little more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I never heard from from Denver. Denver is the one that drafted me, but I never heard from him and had no idea that they were going to draft wow. me until draft day. You know, I, I flew out to Green Green Bay. I flew out to Kansas City. Uh, and I talked with a bunch of other teams, uh, like the Colts and, you know, so I was thinking, you know, maybe I'm going to green Bay, maybe I'm going Kansas city or something like that. But, you know, uh, on draft day, we had a little, uh, party at my, at my mom's house, uh, in Terrell. And so I was nervous. And so I'm outside playing football, uh, with my little cousins and everything. So we, you know, just like, Oh, we go play catch. Cause I don't want to sit here and watch the draft. Cause I don't know where I'm gonna go, yeah. uh, how high I'm gonna go, how low I'm gonna go. I'm just like, yeah, I'm not gonna see this nerve wracking. So they was like, hey, uh, the Broncos on the phone. I was like, oh no. <laughs> and so uh, went in, and so uh, was on the phone with Shanahan. He was like, hey, uh, if you're watching TV, look at the TV. Your name is gonna scroll across the bottom here in a second, and we're gonna take you with the 48 pick. <laughs> so, yeah, so reference to uh, the movie Draft Day. You know, I love that. movie. Just behind the intricate the scenes of the draft and the players, you know, you I, I like playing it. Whatever happens, happens. You know, you get more can get worried. That's 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 pretty awesome. You can to step away and just kind of not not worry about it. And and the phone call came. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and, and a lot of it is uh, how you prepare for it, and you know, putting good stuff on film. A lot of people, you know, I'm not going to say a lot of people, but. You know, uh, you can't help where you get drafted and all of that because, you know, you know, know, sometimes you get taken off the board, you know, get drafted somewhere else or somebody else get drafted a different position and changes everything up. So, you know, uh, it's one of those deals where, you know, (laughs) let the chips fall where they may and then just go make the best out of the opportunity, you know, and don't worry about it because, you know, if you put the work in before, if you play well and if you worked out well and you tested well and all that kind of stuff, you know, Somebody's going to call your name. So, I, I was really looking at the draft today, the 2000 draft. You had some other teammates: Bobby Williams, David Barrett, Anthony Lucas, Emmanuel Smith. All got drafted. Yeah, that's a big. After uh, that year. Yeah, yeah, we had we had a great great run a couple of those, some of those years, and then we had a bunch of guys get drafted, uh, and you know, there's a, deservingly so. You know, a lot of guys played. Uh, played well and played for played for a while too, you know. I know Bobby played for multiple years. David played for multiple years, you know. Uh, and I believe a couple more guys played for a lot of years. So I love I love watching the my, the guys who went to Arkansas: Billy Ray Smith, Barry Foster, Steve Bitewater. It's always seen the Razorbacks succeed in the, in the pros. To watch. Oh yeah, no doubt. You know, and I root for them. 
you know, all the time, even if, you know, some of the younger guys that I've never met, but, you know, just to, just to see that they went to University of Arkansas, you know, you kind of always, you always root for them and, you know, hopefully, hope they do the best. Do you remember the you, you got in the NFL? Who was it off of? Yeah, it was against uh, the Jets uh, versus Vinny Testaverde. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was like, man, I played against Testaverde. I must be old, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I remember that. And then actually, uh, another short little story about that, man. That was my first ever NFL play. Uh, oh, wow. My first ever play, I got in, and I was one-on-one against Curtis Martin, the running back. And so, um, you know, uh got in, and I was like, oh, Lord, I, please don't. You know, it's like my, you know, still, you know, even though I played in front of, you know, 100,000 people all, you know, over the years, but, you know, to be out there, uh, you know, because I was more of a special teamer uh, mm-hmm. when I first got in the league. And then, you know, uh, I think the, the safety in front of me uh, got got banged up. And so they was like, Kenny, they go in. And uh, I guess they saw it was a rookie coming in. They kind of put him out, put me out there one on one. I guess they just go check me it's like, oh, let's see what he got. And with the interception. And so I, I laid the ball down, took our running. They was like, hey, Rook, go get your ball. You're supposed to keep him. I was like, oh, I don't know. And uh, I saw a picture on Facebook. You have all your balls you intercepted, right, in the big case? Yeah, I do. Uh, yeah, I got a bunch of balls, man, and a bunch of game balls and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I saw one you picked off Tom Brady, too. Is that correct? Yeah, Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, I got Tom Brady. Uh, Tony Romo, I have another story. We was playing the Cowboys in Dallas. Uh so I intercepted uh, Tony Romo, and uh, my mom was at the game. So they were sitting kind of close down low. I ran over during the game and gave her the ball. So she had the ball, and she had uh, she has what she called a Hall of Fame room. And so, <laughs> so it's like all of our her her kids and our our stuff, memorabilia, uh, like jerseys and you know Hall of Fames, this and that, and you know uh, game balls and all this kind of stuff. So. Um, and I mean, it's a whole room, so it's probably like a twelve by twelve, and there's there's no wall space, uh, no. <laughs> and then, uh, so uh, we get a little older, and you know, we have kids, so like her grandkids now, so like my kids and my brother's kids, they're over there playing, and so uh, she's not home, and so they go in the room and and grab a football. They outside playing football. <laughs> they outside oh. playing football with 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 the ball that I intercepted from Romo. And she, oh man, she's the nicest lady in the world, but she almost lost it. It's like, <laughs> almost, don't y'all ever bring these kids over here again? No, she, no, she wasn't that bad. So uh, that's, you know, that's like, that's like, I don't want to buy. That's, that's my son's, my son's stuff, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Across the interview, I was working, getting prepared, and I heard you have a cool story about your number because you were 29 at Arkansas and yeah. you were 27 for Denver for a period, right? Yes. Real brief. You had to go 28. Why? I went to it. Yeah. Well, uh, so <laughs> yeah, I was, tw- I was 29. So I, I wanted to be, uh, when I got drafted, they was like, well, what number you want? I was like, well, I want to be 29. It was like, uh, no, you can't be that. Cause, uh, Howard Griffith, Howard, Howard Griffin, you know, they won multiple Super Bowls with Denver and all of that. So he was still there. Uh, he blocked for Terrell Davis and all that. Actually, Terrell Davis was still there, too. Okay. Uh, so uh, they was like, well, you can't be 29. Someone's already 29. It's Howard Griffin. I was like, uh, okay. Um, he's like, well, you can be – we'll give you 27. You know, we'll give you Steve Atwater's number. And I was like, oh, man, that's <laughs> – some big shoes, to, some big <laughs> shoes to fill. I don't know if I really want to do that, but I said, okay, that'll work. I'll be 27. You know, I'm I'm up for the challenge. You know, uh, I'll take it. And so by this time, you know, um, I was 27 for like two days, I believe. And so um, this time they they signed Terrell Buckley, who had played for the Miami Dolphins and you know around the league for a long time. So he came, mm-hmm. he was like, hey, hey, Rook. Uh, uh, you know, I've been 27 my whole career. I want to see if I can get that number. And I was like, uh, okay. I just said, okay, like, I, I don't mind. I'm, and I'm thinking, it's not my number anyway. So, you know, I'll give it to you. 
He was like, uh, and I, well, I'll give you $2,000 for it. And I was like, well, yeah, of course you can get it. <laughs> I was like, ooh, I feel like I won the lottery then. I was like, what? Yeah, so uh, <laughs> so I, I went back to the uh, equipment manager. He was like, uh, what are the numbers you got? Uh, Terrell Buckley wants this number. He's like, well, we got 28. I said, like, well, I, I'll take it. So I was like, just like 27 won my number, I'll make it. I make my number out of this 28. So, and so I took the money and, uh, you know, we had just bought a house down there. Uh, I had just got engaged to my, my wife. And, uh, and then, uh, so we was, we was going furniture shopping. I was like, Hey, look, I got this $2,000. Let's go buy us a, a living room suit. So we went about love seat, a couch and everything. I was like, Ooh, thank you, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, who was the hardest guy you had to tackle in the NFL? Uh, so it was either between Adrian Peterson or Ladanian Thomason. Mm. Those two guys, man. And you know, the the toughest guys to, to tackle are the not not the big bruiser backs, you know, because you know what they're gonna what, what they're gonna do. And it's not the guys who the shifty guys, because you know what they're gonna do. They're either gonna make you miss. But the, the big bruiser guys, they're going to try to run over you. But it's the guys that can run around you or run over you. Those are the guys who are the hardest to tackle. Because, you know, <laughs> it's just depending on how they feeling. You know, it's like, eh, I'm going to run around you this time. But the next play, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to truck you. So, right. you know, you don't know if you need to brace yourself or stay light on your toes. So I, I came across some pictures <laughs> on your Facebook. I was doing my research. found a picture of Larry Fitzgerald you played against. Michael Vick. Yeah. Gonzalez. Terrell Owens. Randy Moss. Yeah. Big time players, man. And a bunch of Hall of Famers, man, I've played against, uh, you know, and, and made plays against, you know, a bunch of them too. You know, and I tell everybody, man, you know, I, uh, uh, they have a little debate of who's the greatest player to come out of, you know, our little town. And I was like, yeah, I'm not saying it's me, but y'all better check my, check my stats. <laughs> <laughs> do you say with some former teammates, either pro and college? Did you guys hang yeah, out? I do. And, uh, and like I say, um, uh, I'm on a, a group chat with a bunch of Broncos also, uh, and also with a bunch of uh, uh, Razorbacks. And so, you know, a um, bunch of guys that I played with in Denver, like, you know, Champ Bailey and all those guys. We're on a little group, and especially, like, when the when the playoffs and stuff wrong. Uh, a lot you of trash-talking? Yeah, well, not trash-talking, <laughs> really. You know, guys, we're, we're far removed from the game. So, you know, just talking about game situations okay. that we see this game and – you know, how did the Jaguars come back from 27 down? That all that, you know, how did that? Oh, all that's, that great, that's great. I, know, I turned it off, man. And I, <laughs> I saw her down. Like, what just happened? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, we, we just chat about that. You know, uh, some guys don't say too much on there, but, you know, a lot of guys, you know, are real, real texty. Didn't play in either college or pro? Uh,. Of course, Razorback Stadium, you know, probably one of the best ones. And, you know, and if not for as a home stadium, I would have to go with uh, probably Tennessee. Because, uh, I mean, it was it was crazy loud. And just that experience uh, when we were, you know, uh, both those were top 10 teams. And I know, you know, the record had something to do with it, too. Mm -hmm. Uh um, and then I think the most intimidating one was probably, well, you know, and I was young, too, because I was straight out of high school. We played uh, University of Florida, my first college game. Uh, that's when they had uh, Rodell Anthony, Fred Taylor, uh, Jacquez Green, and then they had, uh, oh, I forget the quarterback who won the Heisman. Uh, Tebow? No, not Tebow. This was before okay. Tebow. Uh, oh, man. But he won the Heisman. And so I think they ended up winning the next championship that year, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, straight out of high school, you know, they was doing that Florida Gator chump. And uh, I'm running through the tunnel. You know, I'm used to playing in front of probably uh, 600, 700 people. Uh, and then to come out to see, you know, that many people. And I was like, oh, I'm bright-eyed, bushy-tailed. <laughs> like, oh, man. And they run the opening kickoff back, and I was like, what have I got myself into? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, 50, 52 to zero. Later, we was on oh. the back, on a plane back to to Fayetteville. Like, oh, oh man, 
Uh, <laughs> while in Denver, you had some downtime. I came across the video. You had some other, some other hobbies. I saw a video where you played some 303 paintball. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You'll share about that a little bit and your nickname, yeah. Snowy Killer. Yeah, yeah, man. In my uh, that's my boy Delta, man. So he had a uh, he had a show uh with the news channel there, uh, and I think it was called Delta Drops In, and so he would just do different things uh every week, and so one day, you know, me and him was like best friends, so he's like, hey, bro, you know, I got this show, I want to get you on it. We go do a little paintballing, uh, and so it was me, him, and one other guy against the the news station guys the sports uh, broadcasters and all of that. So we just went out for a little day of fun, man, and something to, to put on air. Uh, but, yeah, it was, it was a good time. You got some pretty good shots in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Good time. So now your sports career is over. What are you doing now in the retired life? Man, raising raising kids. Uh, you know, I have a – my oldest son is a senior this year, so – uh, like I was telling you, uh, I'm, I've been his biggest cheerleader. Uh, and so, uh, and then I have another son that's a freshman. Uh, well, my oldest son, he was, he's, he's two years. He was first team all district. So he played like outside linebacker. Uh, so he's more of a, a monster rover, strong safety type, but in the defense that they play, he's considered an outside linebacker. So, um, I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a heck of a little player. He's just a little undersized. I uh, wish he was a little taller, but I mean, he's t- he's tough as nails. Uh, but what if uh, he gets that, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I wish he had my size, but you know, his mom' size side of the family is a little smaller, so he, he took their their size, but you know, took my t- toughness. Uh, but I have a, another son who's a freshman, uh, and he's just as big as my senior, uh, and he's only fourteen. So you know, he took my side my size but uh hopefully you know i just need to get him tough he's he's nice he's too nice i said i might mean, I need to start feeding you some hot sauce before the game make you mad or something you know so <laughs> but he's uh i mean he's a uh, he's gonna be he's gonna, he's gonna be special so as we begin to wrap up I, I was wondering if you might have any any words of encouragement for folks out there you know maybe they're from those small high school like you were from and kind of they got a few dreams and aspirations any words to encourage for kids out there to just shoot for the moon shoot for their dreams yeah um i would tell them man you know um you got you got one in one time to make a first impression you know um and so uh and and what i tell my kids too uh it's the small things that coaches and um all of these recruits look for uh it's, it's thousands of kids out there, but what's going to separate you from the rest? You know, uh, it's it's when the when you know the ball, ball's not coming to you, are you going to run to the ball? Are you going to sprint to the ball? Are you going to, you know, it's like, oh, well, it's not coming to me. You're going to jog. So, yeah, you lollygag. Yep, you're yep. going to lollygag. So, I mean, it's, it's thousands of kids that lollygag all the time. But what's going to make you special uh, and make you stand out? You know, somebody, they can be watching tape on another kid but if you're the one that's running around and sprinting, they're going to say, well, who is this guy? I know I'm here to see number 12, but who is this number 33? Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, it's stuff like that. And especially nowadays, the way you can just share video and stuff online, man, it's schools everywhere that's looking for special players. But, you know, it takes a special player and you got to do the things that make you special. You know, you go work hard. You got to get in the weight room. You got to be where you're supposed to be on time. You got to you know, take care of your responsibilities because all of that stuff matters when it comes to uh, going to that next level. So, you know, you can be the best athlete in the world, but if you're not going to show up, you're not going to be on time. You're not going to pass your grades. We, I can't use you. Yep. So, I was big. I played baseball for a number of years, just the city league. And my biggest thing was sprint the first base. I don't care if you're walking a little dinky ground ball, just run yeah. the first base. I hate exactly. when the pros are kind of, jogging to first yeah. base no it's a they get paid millions of dollars but show a little more yeah. up into your step exactly man yes sir and that's and that's free that don't cost you nothing to sprint yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well man appreciate it I'm glad we can connect and to get kind of who you know who canoy is and kind of get, get your story i appreciate you t- taking time on your busy day man yeah i appreciate you yes thank you let's stay in touch and when your boys hit it big let me know what we'll t- chat with them as well.
<laughs> That'll work. Sounds, sounds good to me. Take care, man. This is Kenoy Kennedy, former Arkansas Razorback, Detroit Bronco. Sorry, oop, Denver Bronco, Detroit Lion. Thanks very much. Have a good day. All right, appreciate it, Joe. All right. Take care, buddy. This song is by Corey M. Coons. He's a singer from Canada. He'll be on the show next week. Can't wait to talk to him and get his story. This is a song called Long Hard Rain. Corey M. Coons. I feel it on my skin Running down my face Here we are again Just a beggar and a thief Pour another glass of red wine Smoke another cigarette Like the bitter sting of moonshine In the long hard rain
sponsors. Craving donuts? Craving fresh made daily donuts? Lone Star Donuts. They have over 50 flavors. Sprinkles, no sprinkles, field, not filled. Chocolate, glazed, maple donuts with real bacon, smell rolls, 
They are so good, so light, and so fluffy. These are not your normal donuts. These are Texas-style donuts. If you know in Texas, nothing small in Texas. Go see my friends at Lone Star Donuts. Now with two locations. One in Silverdale, Washington at 1087 Maury Place. That phone number is 360-204-5021 in Silverdale. Or Port Orchard at 2649 Mile Hill Drive. Their number there is 360-443-2600. You can find them on Facebook as well. Lone Star Donuts. Life is happier with donuts. Donuts from Lone Star Donuts. Are you craving some authentic, fresh Mexican food? I got two places for you. Are you ready? You got a pen and paper? One, Dequiza Street. It's a mobile food truck located in Silverdale, Washington at 9571 Silverdale Way. They have some of the best breakfast burritos I've ever eaten. My favorite is the barbecued pulled pork burrito. They have other Mexican items as well. But burritos, breakfast burritos are there are amazing. You can reach them at 360-914-9152. That's Takiza Street. Also, at the Kitsap Mall in Silverdale, Washington, there's Takiza. There, they have over five kinds of tacos. Burritos, chimichangas, and my favorite there, grilled jalapenos. Delicious. I know, I'm getting you hungry, right? Either Takiza Street or Takiza, and their number at the mall is 360-698-4335. Roberto and his staff are amazing. They're friendly, and their food is delicious. Come on by. Check them out. That's Takiza Street at 9571 Silverdale Way in Silverdale, or Takiza at the Kids at Mall in Silverdale. 360-698-4335. I'm telling you, they got some of the best Mexican food in Kitsap County. It's locally owned and operated and very, very good. See you there. Thank you so much for being part of the Chit and Chat Encouraging One Other Podcast today. My guest was Kanoa Kennedy, who played for the University of Arkansas Razorback football team, as well as the Denver Broncos and Detroit Lions. We had a fun conversation. Just getting to know him. It was pretty awesome. Also featuring this podcast, music by Corey M. Coons. You can check out his website at CoreyMCoons.com. Also, Christy Krause. You can check out her website at KirstyKrause.com. And my good friend Raymond Hayden with Grieve the Astronaut. You can check out his website at RaymondHayden.Weebly.com. He also hosts his own podcast called Rubbing Elbows. And uh, I've always enjoyed having each of these musicians on and sharing their music. And uh, this podcast is all about encouraging others, having fun conversations. So as you're driving or... Uh, running kids to and from errands and practices and whatnot. I'm glad you could be able to throw it on and follow us. Um, brand new episodes each and every Wednesday. And just about encouraging others and having fun conversations. Just like having a conversation with somebody with a cup of coffee. Thank you for being part of this podcast. Continue to follow us and support us. And uh, hoping we got some exciting things coming up here in 2023. With uh, a website maybe, some merchandise maybe, so just want to make the chit and chat encouraging on our podcast encouraging and uplifting for anyone out there wherever you're at um, here in the United States or uh, talking to Corey who lives in Canada so it was fun talking with him until next time, my name's Jody host of the chit and chat encouraging one our podcast have a great day
This is Chit and Chat, the encouraging one other podcast. It's all about encouraging others. In case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night.